This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Oh, Father, we bless your name. We thank you. We worship you. Lift up your hands and just bless his name wherever you are. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank him for his goodness, for his grace, for his mercy. Thank him for this brand new month. Lord, we appreciate you. We worship you. Wonderful Savior, blessed be your name. We are so glad to be together again. We are not uh, separated other than physically, but spiritually we are together. Blessed be your name. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that our time of fellowship this morning will be to the glory of your name. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom. Thank you for the spirit of revelation. Blessed be your name in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember where we started from last week. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And fear is not of God. And we also spoke last week about the fact that we looked at Job. And that he was acting out of fear. And we established one important and very crucial point. When you are afraid, you don't act you, without dealing with the fear, first of all. You deal with the fear. You address the fear in the place of prayer. Acting in fear can be very dangerous. Hallelujah. But I want to move on this morning and talk about some ways of dealing with fear. Mm. Hallelujah. You see, glory to God. This is very important. There are ways of dealing with fear. And the reason being that if you allow fear, you allow the devil to walk in your life. If you allow fear, you allow the devil to walk in your life. People get pregnant, then they are afraid whether they will deliver safe or sound. When you hear news or bad happenings around, they are way of affecting you if care is not taken. That's why the Bible says, guide your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Don't allow a conversation with the devil to go on. You are 32, you are a lady, you sit in your house. All of a sudden, thoughts are coming that you might continue like this without getting married. And you keep entertaining those thoughts, then they will find a place for expression in your life. People get married. First year, second year, third year, no child. And the voice of the enemy begins to come. And then you begin to imagine, and then you, it will remind you of people who are in their 50s, who have no children. If you don't guide your heart with all diligence, it's your responsibility to see what comes inside you. If you don't, the enemy will send an information into your spirit, your soul. You receive it, it grows. It becomes a picture that we call imagination. And at that point, only the sovereignty of God will stop it from coming to pass. That's what the Bible says that with the weapons of our warfare, we cast down every imagination. We got into that last week. Every imagination. 
that the prevailing picture of your hearts will be the expression of your life. When you read God's promises and they form pictures in your spirit, in your hearts, then they will come to pass in your life. When you listen to the voice of fear and they form pictures in your spirit, in your hearts, then they will come to pass. We said last week that Job was making those sacrifices out of fear of the fact that any of his children might have sinned against God. And when it came upon him, Job 3.25, he said, the things that I was afraid of have finally come upon me. What you are afraid of might finally come if you do nothing. But where I want to get to this morning is, it is impossible physically or from the physical point of view not to be afraid in some situations except you are held by the power of the Holy Spirit. Certain situations in life, they bring fear. And we looked at Ezekiel last week. The same thing happened to Jehoshaphat. Suddenly they were told that they were surrounded. There are things that can happen all of a sudden around you that can bring fear. And we started looking at last week about the fact that you just have to do something about the fear. Some events of life are more dangerous than others. Some events of life are more real. So from time to time, things, certain things will happen from time to time. And they will make an attempt to create fear in you. But I want to speak to us today about some steps to be taken to deal with fear. And we're going to look at about three of them this morning. Hallelujah. To dissolve that negative picture that is trying to stay. Hallelujah. You know, somebody wants to pay rents and he does not have enough money. And the landlord says, if you don't give my next week, I'll kick you out. As he is praying, the picture stays. That landlord's going to come Wednesday, he's going to send you out. You see, if you keep praying and nothing happens to that picture, you might not receive an answer to your prayer. It's true. Somebody has a child that is sick in the hospital, you are sick yourself. And as you pray to God, to do something about the situation to help you. The picture remains of the fact that hey, the disease will go to another level. That picture is the devil's opportunity to operate. You have to shut down that operation. You have to shut down that operation. If you don't, even though you are praying, things will still be going the negative way. And this explains why so many people pray about things and it appears as if nothing is changing on the outside. We have to deal with the spirit of fear. We have to deal with the script that the enemy is playing in your heart. If you don't, even though you are praying, you might not see your prayer coming to pass. And this happening to so many people. Oh, glory to God. Fear should not be tolerated. Don't allow it to operate. Don't give your heart to the devil, to play scripts. Don't let him use your heart, your mind, as a screen to play his scripts. No, you shouldn't. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Say to yourself, wherever you are, 
It's part of it. God has not given me, say it loud, the spirit of fear. Say in the name of Jesus Christ, I refuse to fear. The first thing, oh, let's look at this. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking. Where they were, where they were assembled, assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. What happened here? The apostles were threatened. If we start from the beginning. They preached and the Pharisees got angry and they threatened them. When they were threatened, they didn't keep quiet. They went to their own company and they began to pray. The first way, when it comes to dealing with the, uh, with the spirit of fear and getting it out of your life, is to be a man and a woman of prayer. Why? It opens you up to the moving, to the power of the Holy Spirit. And look at what happened. The Bible said they were filled with boldness. Boldness is the opposite of fear. Doubt is the opposite of faith. Boldness. Boldness. It's not bold face. The one we are talking about is spiritual. It is impossible from a physical point of view. For somebody to point a gun at you and for you not to be afraid. But there is a boldness that comes from within. That gives you an audacity to face what looks like crisis in life without being afraid. The apostles were afraid initially. They were threatened. And then as they began to pray, something happened. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke with boldness. The Holy Ghost brought boldness to them. So the first thing in dealing with the spirit of fear is to understand the dimension of the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. That's the first thing. Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. Experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in the place of prayer. The apostles were already baptized in the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says, again, they were filled. You can be baptized and not be filled per time. This expression was used also about Paul in Acts 13. When somebody was trying to turn away the governor from listening to the gospel, the Bible says, Paul, being full of Holy Ghost, or being filled with Holy Ghost, said. So, it's one thing to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's another thing to allow His power to fill you up to the point that you act under His inspiration, not under any other thing. So, they prayed. And the effect was boldness. Oh, glory to God. Why the Holy Ghost? I'm going to read something to you. Ephesians 5, 18. The Bible says, Be not drunk with wine. Let's read. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, according to Hebrew Greek, it says, Be being filled, or be continually being in the state of being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, and in spiritual songs. Singing and making melody. You see, what this is telling you, there is an atmosphere you can build around your life. Fear is a spiritual attack from the enemy. There is an atmosphere you can build around. They become a fortification around you. You are fortified. And this is what propels or what keeps the atmosphere. Fear is also an atmosphere. When this atmosphere, like when you switch on the light, light, darkness goes away. 
Why you keep this atmosphere around you? The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, in songs, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to God. So, you know, you know what? Don't live your life. Don't live your day. Don't let it be just as it comes. Condition the atmosphere around you. That's what the Bible is saying. Be deliberate about it. Condition the atmosphere around you. Let it be an atmosphere of praise, an atmosphere of joy, an atmosphere of prayer, an atmosphere of speaking to yourself regularly. What do you speak? Speak the word of God to yourself. You see, when this happens, it becomes difficult for fear to penetrate. You are building an invisible shield of faith around you by doing this. If you let down your guards, fear will come in. One news will come. They are firing 10,000 staff here. And immediately you start seeing the picture of yourself receiving the mail that you, your appointment, your, 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 your services are no more needed. It has not happened, yet you are seeing it. You are sober. You are quiet in your room. They think you are resting. But you are meditating on the script the enemy is giving you. And you are moved from the job. You have not been sacked yet. Yet you have accepted it. You have started thinking about how it will affect your children, how it will affect your family. And you have started checking your bank accounts, account statement, account balance to see how you are going to find your... Oh, God. You have not been sacked, yet you are preparing yourself. The spirit of fear. You are looking around at the family and wondering what to do when Corona comes. And then you are sneezing and you are afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So the Bible says, when you build this atmosphere, so I said the first thing is Holy Ghost through the expressing the power of the Holy Ghost through prayer. That's the first way of dealing with fear. It shuts it out of your life. And this is the example. This is how to do it. The Bible says, let's read again. It's important. Be drunk in the spirits. A man that is drunk is not so conscious of many things. And the Bible says this is how to be drunk in the spirit. Speaking to yourself. Man, you have to open your mouth. Speaking to yourself. Imagine somebody wakes up. All of you watching, please pay attention to this. Somebody wakes up. From time to time during the day, you are lifting up your hands and blessing the name of the Lord. Singing to him. Thanking him for blessing you. For expanding the work of your hand. Blessing it for the salvation of your soul. Blessing it for your, his presence in your life. Blessing it for what he's doing. It makes it difficult for the spirit of fear to bring about his own scripts. It's difficult. But when you walk away from this atmosphere, so the apostles to when they were threatened, they knew that what they needed was to get back that atmosphere. And they began to pray. And the Bible says as they were praying, there was a shaking. Oh, Prayer is good. Praying in the language of the Holy Spirit is powerful. When your phones are off, when you switch off the TV, when you sit by yourself and you begin to pray, something happens to you in the place of prayer. That's why the devil doesn't like you praying. And the Bible said they were filled up and boldness came. And remember, boldness is the opposite of fear. Faith is the opposite of doubt. Glory to God. So they were emboldened by the Holy Spirit. That's the first step. Please meditate on this. 
And when this broadcast is over, if you're already, if you have been uh, attacked by fear, or there's any kind of fear, do what I've just said. Now, I'm going to go to the last two steps that I will take for today. But begin with this first one, pray. The Bible says, is anyone afflicted, let him pray. Don't keep quiet and watch those scripts keep playing itself in your heart. When you pray, at times a word will come from God. That word will silence the voice of the enemy ringing aloud in your heart. So don't, don't watch things. Don't sit down and do nothing about it. Speak to yourself in psalm, in hymns, and in spiritual song. But I have found that this dimension of speaking to yourselves. Now, you as an individual are speaking to yourself in psalms, in hymns, and in spiritual song. This dimension comes to pass after a serious time in the place of prayer. Yeah. When you spend time praying in the spirit, actually the resultant effect many times is that you start singing to yourself, speaking to yourself in psalms, in hymns, and in spiritual song. It is very important. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to the second thing. First Samuel chapter 17. It's a story we know very well. It's a story that even those who are not, who are not Christians, they know. The Goliath and David. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 34. You know the story. There was a giant threatening everybody. And because they every say they, they oh God, they were people of, of God's covenants. God had promised them that they would not lose battle, they would not, they, they would not be defeated. They had a covenant of victory over their head, but fear paralyzed all of them. These are the Israelites. Fear paralyzed every one of them. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Fear killed. They, they were there. Goliath came out 40 days, 49. Every day, morning and evening, and nobody could challenge him. Is there a Goliath in your life? At Everywhere. Now, this is what you need to know. In dealing with a giant, a situation bigger than you, this is what you need to know. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Okay. So, let's just, let just read this. Let's just, let just, let just read this. So, David joined the battle. He brought food to his brothers, you know, all those things. And he saw the giant talking. Ah! When he spoke, when others heard him, they were afraid. But when David heard him, he was annoyed. The same statements creating two different reactions in people. Somebody is watching me. I I'm praying for you that you will react in faith, not in fear. See, the pandemic will go. When it is over, it is sure businesses will be affected. Many things will happen. But can you open up yourself to God in faith? And don't believe what people are saying People are coming down. People, they will call some of us unrealistic fellow. We are realistic. We understand that things we are. But you also know that it is not everybody that will crash financially. So why don't you believe that you are going to be among those who will not crash? Because when, they, when the preacher tells people that you don't have to believe that you are crashing. Hey, let's be realistic. But are you saying that every single person on earth Nobody's getting blessed. If your answer is then, then why can't you think of yourself? 
as among, even if it's 10%. You don't have to put your name among those who go down to what? Why should you? So, David got there. Others were afraid, but he was angry. What, what happened to David? What helped David? How come David was not scared like every other person? Because of the second factor, remember the first one, praying in the Holy Ghost, being empowered in the Holy, by the Holy Spirit to receive boldness. The second one is what, what I'm about to read down. Let's see David's secret. So in 34, you know, in 32, David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, for their hearts are already failing. Thy servant will go and fight with him, with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight, for you are a youth, but he, a man of war from his youth. He's been fighting for years. He's full of experience. David, you can't fight him. Then David answered with one thing. This is powerful. Please, watch. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered him out of the mouth. He arose against me. I caught him by the bird and smote. Verse 36. Thy servant slew both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, this 36 is very powerful. David described them as the armies of the living God. Goliath called them servants of Saul. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Who are you? Satan is very smart. You can't take that away from him. As Goliath was coming out for 40 days, he kept telling them that you are servants of Saul. Listen to me. They believed it. Everybody momentarily forgot. And this is what the enemy does many times. It first of all makes people to forget that God is your heavenly father. And the greater is he that is in you. He tells you you are a Nigerian and things don't work here. Oh God. The first time I saw this many years ago, it touched me deeply. Goliath said, are you not servant of Saul? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not servant of Saul? He kept telling them. And you know what? They believed it. So nobody could fight him because no Saul servant will be able to fight Goliath. But not Jehovah's servant. Not Jehovah's man. But David came and he looked at them. He said, we are not Saul's servant. Because Saul will come and go. His tenure will end. We will still remain. We are armies of Jehovah. Glory to God. When situations are happening around you, do you consider the fact that you are blood washed, blood sanctified, you are a child of God, or you forget and believe that you are like every other person? We are the masses. We are, we are broke. We are this. We are that. Those are descriptions of men. And no man is qualified enough to tell you who you are because nobody created you except God. And the word of God is his manual. God made you. Only God is qualified to tell you what you are capable of doing and what you are not capable of doing. Stop listening to what men are saying. They are not God. Oh, glory to God. Only the manufacturer of a product can tell you what the product can do. 
People are going to talk to you based on their own experience. Many of you listening to me, you have cars. The speedometer reached 280 kilometers per hour. But you have never sped past 100 kilometers. The fact that you're always on 100 does not mean the car cannot do 280 kilometers. You have limited yourself to 100. The manufacturer is saying that it can do 280. He put it there in the manual. So the same thing I'm saying to everybody. No man can tell you. So start listening to the word of God, not the words of men. So David came with a different spirit. We are armies of the living God. But that's not even my focus. But that's very important. It's one of the keys. Which I might talk about a little in the third one. It's one of the keys. Your identity. When the enemy wants to strike, it's the first thing he tries to get you to forget. Oh God. If only we can remember after a doctor's report. It's, there's nothing wrong with doctors. There's, even no, there's nothing wrong with going to doctors. And there's nothing wrong with receiving treatment from them. But if we can also know that there is another plan. If they say their own plan is not working, your case is in, uh, your situation is incurable. Do you remember that your father is a great physician? Are you aware that you are from another kingdom? When you see only one thousand dollars left in your account, are you aware that there is Jehovah's economy? Are you aware that your heavenly father is never stranded? Are you aware that he does not need your bank account to bless you? Are you aware? And I'm going to show you from here what helped David. I've not gotten there yet. But the first thing is that it's part of it. He could remember. He just felt that we are armies of the most high. But then the second thing, which is the main thing, which is the second thing I'm talking about. Remember the first one? being emboldened by the Holy Ghost, as in receiving strength in, from the Holy Ghost in prayer. The second one is to remember. And that is connected with thanksgiving. Oh God, remember what God has done in the past. It will help to destroy fear. Glory to God. The Bible says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. And he, he said, forget not his benefits. And he started listing it. Oh, the second thing is never to forget the benefits of God. Don't forget the miracles of the past. He says, seed you need to plan for future harvests. People forget. Oh God. When the psalmist was writing Psalm 106, Psalm 106, he said, our fathers forgot. After every miracle, they will eat the miracle and eat the seed and they will forget about it. And they will meet another situation and they will start complaining. Is that not the life of many Christians? Testimony today, complaining tomorrow. They left Egypt right before their naked eyes, Red Sea parted. And then they were hungry. They were they no water to drink. They started complaining. And they got to Mira. Moses threw this, uh, a stick inside it. The water was cured. And then they rejoice. Then they began to complain again. Then they go to where, uh, no, no, say we are only eating cucumber, onion, and garlic. We need manna. And God rained manna. Then later he said, we don't want manna again. Then God gave them fish. All the way. When you are afraid, momentarily it means that you have forgotten what God has done in the past. So what helped David? Men and brethren, I submit to you this morning 
I don't know how many soldiers were we saw that day. But there was not a single one of them that God has not done something big in their life before. All of them forgot except David. Hallelujah. There's nobody listening to me this morning that you don't have the lion and the bear that you have killed before. What's lion and bear? It means previous victories that you have had. The fact that you are alive, listening to me this morning, indicates the fact that in your life you have had some victories before. Why do you always forget when you face another issue? Everybody watching me, you have been sick before. You thought that was here, you got well. So you've been broke before supply came. You've lost a job before you got another one. You thought you were going to fail, fail an exam, then you pass. God did those things in your life so that you will keep them. As you give testimony, keep testimonies also. Don't only give them, give and keep testimony. Keep it. Meditate on it. David kept thinking, I won't kill lion and bear. If God helped me to kill lion, if he helped me to kill the bear, this Goliath will not be a different scenario. Oh, Ben and brother, I pray this will happen to you. You were in school. You were not known. But some significant things were achieved by you. God helped you. But now you are forgotten. It didn't look like you were going to get married. You are married. Now you are, you, are, you are really, really depressed because you don't have a child yet. You didn't know you were going to get pregnant. Now you are pregnant. You are happy. But now you are afraid. How would delivery be like? When it looked like no job was coming, one came your way, you shared the testimony. Now you are afraid that you are going to be fired. The, the one who gave you that job, who blessed you with it, the Almighty God, has he gone to sleep? The one who healed you last time, is he still alive? Hallelujah. Can you remember your lion and your bear? Keep, please, keep playing the tape of what God has done before. It will cause boldness to come again. Just like prayer will cause boldness to come against the spirit of fear. You are going to be persuaded from within that this same situation standing before me will crumble like the previous ones because I remember his benefits. So the second thing is to remember the benefits of the past. How you were miraculously helped, delivered from that accident. Can you remember days when you laughed and you were full of joy because something happened? Many times, some of those things that happened, you did not even pray for them. God allowed them to happen in your life as your lion and your bear. So that when you stand before Goliath, you recount, you remember his benefits of the past. It will give you confidence and joy that I'm not afraid of what is about to come because I remember. I remember. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. When you look as if your parents never had that money to send you to school, but here you are a graduate and now you are afraid. 
that a mortal man will take your job or this will happen or that will happen. I believe somebody is being helped right now. When this broadcast is over, just like step one, step two, some need to go to your room. Don't rush. When it's over, don't begin to talk to people around. Some of you listening to you need to ask God to forgive you for being, a, for being forgetful. Oh, just say, Lord, how did I get here? That I forgot completely about what you've done in the past. Hallelujah. After writing application there and they're sending mails, a friend just showed up in your house and asked you to escort him to somewhere. You got there long and short of a conversation with somebody, you got a job. You saw the hand of God beyond your expectation. And now you're afraid. I have a word for a brother watching me from outside Nigeria. God opened the door for you to get over there. And you are afraid that things might not work out. Brother, listening to me. And I can extend this to a sister, but I'm actually talking to a particular brother. Listen to me. If he made the way for you, he has the ability to sustain himself. Doors will open for you over there. Don't be afraid. You prayed about it before leaving. You were sure you were supposed to leave. And God opened the door for you. Don't be afraid. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit here. On this second thing, I perceive that many people, this is the major mistake that they have made. And when you are not grateful, it's a great sin before God. It robs you of the faith you are supposed to walk. Everyone is just wondering, ah, didn't we just help her with something bigger two years ago? Why is she afraid now? That means she does not even believe we are with her. Fear. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, lift up your hand on your seat and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to walk by faith. I believe you. If there is an experience you remember of something significant that God did for you, can you just thank him right now for that thing? Before I move to the third thing, briefly. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Do that as you are watching. There is, this is the moment. There is an anointing in it. I feel, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm not just teaching. Something is happening to those who are watching. Something is happening to those who are watching. When you did not look for that position, they came to call you. And now you are thinking that they can get you out. They are about to kick me out. But it was not your idea in the first place. There is somebody watching me. It looks to me like you are a government official. A top government official. You were called. You did not lobby for the position. You didn't talk to anybody. They came to call you. And now it looks like some are ganging up against you. The Lord asked me to tell you, don't be afraid. Why do the, the people imagine that? I have set my king on the holy mountain. Read Psalm 2. Don't be afraid. He established you there for a purpose. Except to stop playing by his own rule. No man can get you out of that place. No man. No politics of men. They are not strong enough. Jehovah reigns in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. Let's move to the third thing. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The third one is very simple. Let's read. I'm going to read from Daniel. And I'm picking part of the story we read last week. Daniel 6, 22. When the, the lion refused to eat, Daniel said something and then my God has sent his angel, Daniel 6, 22, to shut the mouth of lions that they ought me not for as much as before him, innocence was found in me. And before the O king, I have done no hurt. First Peter 3 13. You will understand the word. Glory to God. Who is it that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? You see, Proverbs 28. One. Proverbs 28, 1. This is very important that I had this third one. The wicked flee when no man persuade, but the righteous saints are as bold as a lion. One thing, the third thing that embodies a man. So remember prayer through the Holy Ghost. The second one, remember Remembering the benefits of the past. That, that's Thanksgiving. The third one is to understand righteousness. And I'll look at it from two ways. Righteousness that we receive by gifts and living rights. And I'm dwelling more on living rights. Because righteousness imparted to us through Jesus Christ does not change. You don't grow in it and you don't decrease in it. We'll be made righteous by the Father. But if you don't live out that righteousness, you are going to have a lot of troubles and fear will come in. For instance, if a believer steals in his office, he will not have the boldness to pray. And when we talk this way, some get angry that you are teaching the laws. Really, my, they are not my attention today anyway. But I'm saying that if you have received righteousness by, by faith as a gift, it ought to affect every area of your life. He that is in it, walk it as he walks. So are, are you following me today? The righteous are as bold. There is a boldness that comes from living rights. And that's the third thing. Peter said, oh, we arm you when you are followers of that which is good. And for Christians in Nigeria, this is a warning. Living rights has its place in walking in boldness. There's no way a man with I mean, imagine a preacher taking advantage of ladies in the church and all those things. You see, you will keep living in fear. One day the truth will come out. Then you try to suppress the truth. It's a blessing to live a clean life. Nothing to hide from anybody. And that's the third factor. Daniel said that God has sent his angel. He said, because I am innocent. And he said, before God and before you, king, I've done nothing. The righteous are as bold as lion. I would do this and I would have moved to the dimension of love of God. The Bible says, perfect love cast out fear. And the Bible says, hearing is our love made perfect. First John 4, 17. That we might have boldness in the day of judgment. For as he is, so are we in this world. Boldness in the day of judgment. That talks about understanding the love of the Father. He sets us free from fear of judgments. 
But I am dwelling today on right living. Which some believers nowadays don't want to hear. Right living gives you boldness. Gives you confidence. If people rise against you. And you have never touched one cupboard that does not belong to you. You work in government office. You have never taken anything illegally. You have never defrauded anybody. You have boldness as you pray. But see, if you have joined, in, God can have mercy on you. But you see, if you, have, you will be afraid. It can be a door that you have opened for the enemy. When a believer has a condition in your body, imagine, and you have been sleeping around. There's no way. Because you know that, according to the word of God, you have lived the way you should not live. Now, I'm not saying that will totally remove God's mercy or help. No. I'm just saying that it will affect the state of your heart. It will. Because you have moved out of the arena of how you ought to live as a Christian. The righteous are as bold as lions. And I'm saying this righteousness in this sense. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about righteousness received from Jesus Christ as a gift, finding expression in your daily conducts. So a child of God is in the office and he cannot partake of all the cheatings and things going on there. Otherwise, you cannot stand as you should. When you have deep, when you have put your hand into things, it will rob you of your confidence in God. Confidence to stand in life. So this third factor is very important also. There is something about a person. If you have lived a clean life, it gives you, it's not all that you need. That's not, I know those who love to pick on things and say, well, are you saying that? No, I'm, I'm saying that it has its place and you need to let it be. It's one of the three. It's a third factor and it's equally important. It's very important. Right living. Right living is a third factor. There are more, but we'll stop on these three. Being empowered by the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. Remembering his past benefit, thanksgiving. Giving him thanks for what he has done before. Saturating your life with an atmosphere. Actually, first one will lead to, will lead to second one. As you pray in the Holy Ghost and pray, it will remind you, you will remember past victories. Then the third one, right living. It is very important. All over the world, so many believers compromise like others. Do what others do. I am being sent to tell you, do you go to office also, come in by 8.30 and sign 7.30? Get rid of all those things. Get rid of all those things. Who will arm you when you are followers of them that do good? When you have spent your time gossiping about others, all those things, they, they, they wear you out of spiritual energy. It's very important. Right living. Is important. Is someone blessed? Help me share this message with people. You see, I understand 
that when you give instruction, only few people follow. This is the first Sunday in May. Will you follow this one? All of you watching me for whatever you are watching across the globe. When this is over, share this message. It will be available on YouTube. And by tomorrow it will be available on Facebook. But for today it's on YouTube. Put it up and share it with people. Tell them. I think it's on MixLR also now. I'm not very sure about that one, but I think so. Share with people. It will bless them. It will prepare you for that which is about. The future is beautiful and it's wonderful. It is. Pandemic will go. The world will recover. You will. You will soar high. You will walk in absolute blessing. When men are saying there's a cast down, you will be going up. Your path is the path that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. I pray that you walk in divine health. You walk in prosperity. This family will not catch up with you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will open your eyes and show you steps to take. You will be a surprise to your generation. Like Isaac. When there is famine, you are reaping hundredfold. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are divinely protected. Your family is protected. In Jesus name. My heart is going to those who are abroad this morning. Who are following us. Oh glory to God. The Lord will lift you in the midst of what is going on. He will establish you as a center to help many. And this is where your own rising begins. You'll be a blessing to many. In the name of Jesus Christ. I say to those students watch, watching me, those who are schooling abroad, your program will not be terminated. You will not be asked to leave. In the name of Jesus, receive it. You will not be asked to leave. Rather, you exhale more and more, more and more, more and more. Your flight will not be in haste. That's the word of the Lord. You'll come when you feel like coming. Nobody's going to rush you out. The purpose to which you've gone there to study will be established. I pray for acceleration in your education. I pray for stronger grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, Father. We give you praise. We worship you. Oh, thank you. There is someone watching me. He just said this to me now. Apart from the office where you were, some other offices will call you and also offer you opportunity to consult for them. And it's going to be the beginning of your rising. You are very diligent and you are diligently work for the people you are working for. But the Lord wants to expand what you are doing now. Some other people will call you. You will think this all, thing, all these things happen because of you. Because people will start calling you. And then offering you things. And it won't mean you will live where you are. But you just do things for them. And the, the, the results, the reward will be very, very awesome. All we give you praise, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sister, your man is here. Yes, you watching me. Glory to God. You, yes. I can see you in my spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. We honor you. We adore you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. 
You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining the church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you.